Welcome to the Scale Your Business Better with Tech Podcast. I am your host, Jay Farr at Tech Fusion Systems. Our guest is Rhonda Robinson at Retain My Team. Rhonda, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jay. I've been looking forward to this day for since we first scheduled it. You've got a lot of interesting things that you're doing for businesses. And I think we're going to have a very robust conversation. I love it. I'm looking forward to it as well. So can you kick us off? Just give us an overview of Retain My Team. What do you guys do? Sure. So we help leaders become more effective at employee engagement, retention, and productivity. There are a lot of, there's a lot of money and effort that goes into creating a business strategy. The last bastion, the last pillar in business is to create a talent strategy. And typically it's been left to HR, org charts and job descriptions, but there's so much more that we can do to enable our employees to be their best at work. And we do that with technology. I, I love your your premise and your, your setup there. I'm really excited to talk about this because I am in some online communities of a lot of online digital businesses, the types of businesses that don't have a lot of brick and mortar who are capable of scaling very fast because they don't have some of the restrictions that some of the modern day local businesses do have with, with scaling. And what they all tell me is their number one problem, not in the beginning, but when, when it comes to scaling, is human resources, finding the right people to build their team. And it's funny because I think most businesses, when they think about scaling, they, the first thought they have is the biggest problem is getting more customers, increasing your profitability, increasing your efficiencies. And don't get me wrong, those things are challenges that have to be dealt with. But once you fix all those things, you still have to worry about building a team and you need an A team right? Not a B team or a C team, you need an A team. And so what are your thoughts on that? What's the best way to build an A team if you really want to scale a business in a big way? Yeah, Jay, it's a very insightful question. I'm so glad you asked. So when you think about how you approach other things in the business, you rely on data, you rely on research, you rely on comparing and contrasting different options in order to make the best choice. When it comes to people, we wing it. (laughs) And people think that you don't, but it's been demonstrated that the traditional ways of looking at who is the best person for the role, whether it's GPA, where you went to school, your skills and experience are very poor predictors of success on the job. Instead, And intuitively, we know this. Instead, you need to look at how the person is wired for doing a specific type of work. For example, if you have someone who is going to be required to do repetitive work, the same thing day in and day out, the worst hire you can make is someone who is very creative and likes a lot of variety. They're going to be bored and they're going to burn out. But how do you tease that out? They may have been in that job before, but they probably weren't happy. So they're looking for a new job and that's why they've come to you. It's only to repeat the same mistake. The opportunity now is using technology. There's a vast database of behavioral drivers as well as success in role. And you can package that in technology to assess individual employees benchmark them against what the role requires in terms of 
behaviors, not just skills and experience, but how are they wired and what is required of the job on a day-to-day basis? Then you have a matchmaking software that says, this person would be a great fit for this type of a job. But I'm gonna not stop there. The beauty of technology then is now you have leadership at scale. So when you have those data points, the software can generate a customized behavioral interview guide for the manager to ask the right questions for that person for the right role. And now what you've done is you've taken accountability down to the lowest common denominator in any hiring situation to choose the right person for the right role. You don't have the bottleneck of HR. You don't have the bottleneck of talent acquisition. You don't have the bottleneck of having to put together a plethora of people on an interview team because you're not confident that a smaller number of people will make the right hiring decision. So using technology can help you go faster and hire the right people, which means happier employees as well if they're in the right role. So this is amazing. You are, I've had quite a few guests on the show. I've had some recruiters and some headhunters and a lot of coaches who specialize in the HR side or the human side of business, which is is great. Uh, But I've never had anyone before come at it with, we have a piece of technology that helps us do this. And so that's very exciting to me because I love technology, but I'm a practical person. I only like it if it helps us because there's some technology that is maybe not so practical or or helpful, but it has a a shiny label on it. But I'm very intrigued by it. I want to bring up, I remember you were talking just a minute ago about the benchmarks that people use or the qualifiers that are oftentimes used to decide if someone should be hired for a particular position. And you were talking about GPAs and where they went to school. And I remember, you know, Elon Musk is famous for saying, I don't give a crap where you went to college at, right? He doesn't care at all. (laughs) And I think that's very interesting. And the other thing is the, and I'd like to know what your data suggests, but I've heard that hiring success rates in the United States are around 50%, which means around 50% of the time, whoever is hired doesn't work out, whether it be their fault or the person who hired them, or maybe it's the fault of the organization, but success rate is very low. What are your thoughts uh, about that? Is it that big of a problem, do you think, or, or are my numbers off? Oh, it's completely accurate. In fact, it's worse. It's actually about 38%. Wow. And Why we haven't noticed before is because it's sort of the evolution of work. Think about in the industrial age, people had to work at some place that was nearby because they didn't, they couldn't trans, they couldn't, they had no transportation. You had to work at the local factory, wherever you could walk or ride your horse or drive your car. In today's world, where we work is vastly opened up, but our attitudes toward work, having to put up with where we work and the antics at work and the culture at work and the bosses we work for, the mentality really hasn't changed until we saw when COVID hit and we started seeing the great resignation, the quiet quitting. These are people rebelling against the mismatch. So we've hired wrong, so people aren't happy But think about it. The interview situation is a false positive environment. 
we're a great place to work. I'm a great employee and I need money. Let's make it work. Yay. And now you start in your job and you're like, oh, no, this isn't any different than my last place I worked. That's hilarious. You're cracking me up because it's so true. And I'm so relieved that you said it. You said it, you called it what it is. It is a kind of BS, isn't it? It's I'll tell you what you want to hear. You tell me what I want to hear. And as long as we do this right, we're going to put a check in that box. Exactly. But when you use technology and you use that's based on behavioral neuroscience, then you have an objective way of sorting it out on both sides. And now we can be honest about it, that it's maybe not the best fit, but can we, through the interview, figure out if it can work or not? Or you just sort people out of the self-select out of the equation before you even interview them. They might have the skills, experience in the school that you're looking for, but they may not have the behaviors that's going to set them up for success in that particular job. And that goes for promotions too. It goes for promotions too. When you're trying to move people around in an organization, some people want to take on a new job because it is more prestige or it's more money or it's just some sort of an advancement. And they think I could do it for a time. Wrong answer. That's only going to create problems. If you have to, if you have to say that you can do something for a time, that's the red flag right there that this isn't necessarily the best fit. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely agree with that. I've had a lot. So I have pushback a lot of times from people because I'm a high tech guy, right? And I get a lot of pushback immediately when I say that. Let's use technology to make this better. And I get this pushback very commonly. We can't use technology for everything. We shouldn't replace people with technology and we shouldn't automate everything. And my first response is calm down. I never said that, right? I never suggested that. So what I want to know about is how do you suggest implementing and using technology to do this? How do you guys do that? Do you have software that you sell or you rent? Does it come with uh, consulting services and training services? What exactly do you offer to help companies hire and retain their teams better? Sure. Jay, you're, you already said it. There is no technology without people behind it. All business problems are people problems. And how you solve them, whether it's with technology, processes, or other tools, it's always people that are doing the work. And when we're thinking about how do we help companies solve their problems, everything's going to be different company to company. And so we do offer a full suite of solutions from, yes, the software does the heavy lifting. That's how we describe it. It does the heavy lifting. It makes it easy to scale and for the the people in the organizations to do better by their employees, to hire better, to coach better, to manage better, to be better in their jobs. Where we come in is helping them get comfortable with the tools But we also do custom workshops. Some are off the shelf because we know these are typical issues, whether it's creating high-performing teams, doing, again, leadership development, utilizing the tools to maximize the results. But we also go so far as to doing things like managing change with mergers and acquisitions. 
those are some of the biggest pain points for people. They look great on paper, but they're so painful for the people who stay in the organization to navigate through. And that's where you really have to step up your game, whether it's the job that you now have is different, the manager you have may be different or gone, the culture is different, and the team you work with is different. And all of those four things can bring down employee engagement. So you need to buoy those in times of greatest pain, not just when things are going well. So there's a spectrum of things that we can do to help organizations, whether they're small and growing fast and having those high growth pain points, or if they're trying to make a culture change or whether they're going through something significant like an M&A. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up those kind of rapid change kind of environments with mergers, acquisitions, and also just maybe structural changes. It can also be really scary for the staff too, because like people don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what's going to happen to their team. Are they going to be working with different people? Or are they going to keep their job? There's a whole lot of lot of things. And so it makes sense that there's a big risk there for kind of the reduced cooperation and excitement from from the team. And so it's it's interesting that you guys provide that to prevent those sorts of typical problems during those processes. What's the best way for people to engage with you? Now, I'm guessing that you guys take on clients that just, they have businesses that are growing slowly. Like you said, fast growth doesn't really matter. Like every business can utilize your services to improve their hiring and retention and engagement process with their human element of their business. So what's the best way for people to reach out and connect with you and find out if you can help them in their particular situation? Certainly. The easiest thing to remember is retainmyteam.com, retainmyteam.com. You can connect with us there. I'm on LinkedIn frequently. That's where our base of business lives. It's the CEOs, COOs, CFOs, directors and above, anyone who's a people leader. That's where we're exchanging ideas and finding resources to help. It's interesting, there isn't necessarily a good avenue to find people like me who specialize in talent optimization because talent optimization is a new discipline. And so we're trying to create awareness about how you can optimize your people, not just the business processes. Do you know what's crazy about that is I'm a little bit in the same boat with my business. We're very unique. There's a lot of technology companies out there. There's a lot of business consultants out there. There's a lot of business coaches out there, but there are very few agencies, very few that do what we do. And so there is a little bit of that lack of awareness in the marketplace that not only number one, this stuff works, but that it's available. And so that's very interesting. So what's your main avenue of bringing this to bringing this to the awareness of your prospective clients out there? Do you do mainly just posting and stuff like that? Do you do workshops or webinars or, or what's, what are you doing now? And then what's your plan moving forward? Do you have any ideas about how to, because some businesses don't have this problem, right? They're offering something that most of the marketplace knows about. It's mm-hmm. more about just getting yourself in front of them and, and telling them why you're better and you're the, the, the right place to go. And then there's the other situation that we're in where uh, the marketplace could use more knowledge and information about what it is and how it works, right? Yes. So what we do is listen intently for some key words, because as I mentioned, business problems are people problems. When 
I see or hear someone talking about turnover or glass door ratings or employee performance, when you start hearing about improving hiring processes, trying to do something around culture, leadership development and coaching, those are all cries for help for optimizing talent. There's a reason why this continues to be a problem because the current methods out there aren't working. Pizza Fridays aren't working. Family day at work isn't working. Hybrid remote work, somewhat working. But the reason it's not working is because we have not gotten to the root cause of thinking about behaviors, behavioral drivers at work and aligning those, the talent strategy with the business strategy. And those who are really looking for something to solve these issues, when we have these conversations, it's a no-brainer. They just get it. Right. Yeah. That's how we go about it too, because we understand the needs, like the clients understand the pain points. They just don't understand what the viable and the best solutions are. And so half of the job is is done for us. Um, it's funny, you were talking about earlier, you mentioned like job descriptions, and like, I always, it drove me nuts. Like if you read all the job descriptions out there, like it almost doesn't even matter what role you're looking at. They all sound the same, don't they? They're terrible. Team players, self-starter, whatever. It's just so canned. It, it makes it really difficult for applicants to be like, this is me or it's not me because they're so similar. It's silly, isn't it? It is. And one of the offerings that we have is a job ad analyzer. So when you drop in your job description, your advertisement for the posting, then it analyzes it and what's going to jump out to the reader. Because let's say I'm a project manager and I'm looking for a job. Project manager could mean someone who is at one with their Excel spreadsheet and their Gantt chart by themselves in the back room or at home. Other project managers are customer facing, they're internal stakeholder facing, they're very engaged with people. So very two different DNAs, but how you write your job ad will attract or repel the right kind of person. Yeah, abs absolutely. It's interesting because it, it took me a couple of years. I've been in this for getting this game, this, this entrepreneurship game for a while. And early on, I was not good at, at hiring people, right? Because I just copied what everyone else was doing and it didn't work very well. And I thought it was me. And then I realized I'm just, just I was copying the wrong strategy because I think you're absolutely right. What everyone seems to be doing out there doesn't seem to be working very good at all. And I think there's an enormous opportunity here because you mentioned it before. Hiring people in your business is expensive. It's time consuming. It's very expensive and very time consuming. And then if you go through this process and you have a, a 30, I forget the number you threw out there, a 37% success rate, we well, have to do it three times to get one good person. That is horrible. And so <laughs> I mean, that's just, I don't even know how you can run a business doing that for very long. That's just not good. And so there's such an opportunity for businesses to grow and to really scale and, and become more efficient in doing so by utilizing some of your strategies and, and your software that helps make it a better process as well. And so what's your, what's your end goal and what's your target market? Do you have certain niches that you typically work within? Do you have certain business sizes that you're looking to work with, or are you all over the place? Who do you want to work with? So 
we have clients that are industry agnostic. We have the full spectrum from hospitality, technology, finance, pharma, HVAC and refrigeration companies, transportation companies. Because again, these are all basic human problems, right? Business problems. I do have a longstanding history in the pharma and biotech space and the healthcare space. So that's where most of my connections are. So I'd say we're heavily weighted in that area simply because of my network. But these are, again, these are people problems. And because of the software with millions of actual data points of people in the jobs in all industries, um, it can serve any sector. People are trying to re-career right now. So we're seeing more movement, people transcending industries and trying to make an inroads. And this is the best way to say, is this going to be a miss or a win when we hire someone outside of an industry to try and fill a role? So it can give both parties greater confidence in making that move because you're hiring for behavioral strengths rather than skills and experience. Because skills and experience are transferable. You've, you learned it once, you can learn it again. That takes a, a significant backseat toward how am I driven to show up at work? We've seen it too with, you hear stories all the time. This person didn't really have any experience, but I saw something in them. And so I hired them and they're the best employee I ever had. Probably because they had those behavioral drivers that were well-suited for the role and you gave them a shot. Yeah, I, I agree fight. completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that if, if you had to make a choice between an employee that wasn't a great hire who had a lot of experience and employee who's a fantastic hire, who's a self-learner, who doesn't have any experience or very little, I, I would pick the person with not much experience. And, and I've done that before with tremendous success. I would rather train someone who doesn't have all the horrible habits from wherever they came from and train them the way that they need to be trained to deliver real results for our clients and to hire someone who's has so-called experience who's not a very good hire. Exactly. And then the flip side of it too, is once you have a great employee in place, how do you keep them engaged and thriving? And that's the other side of our coin is the, we call it the people instruction manual. For each person who takes this behavioral assessment to get the job, the other side besides the interview guide is the management strategy guide. It says for Jay, here are the four things that I should do for you to help you thrive at work, whatever that looks like for your particular style. I don't have to guess. I don't have to be coy and try and figure it out and ask you weird questions that come off strangely and trying to figure out who is Jay and how can I help you. I also don't have to feel, sometimes managers feel threatened. I should just know how to manage people, but I don't. So I either ignore you or again, I show up weird trying to figure it out without letting, because I don't want to appear weak. The instruction manual neutralizes the conversation. You see what works best for you. I see what works best for you. You can ask for it and I can give it to you. And it's just a win. It's like, why would you buy a piece of of technology without an instruction manual? Why would you try and figure it out on your own? It's the same thing. You're buying an employee when you hire them. It comes with an instruction manual now. (laughs) Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And yeah, I don't like learning things the hard way. I've learned lots of things the hard way, but I'd rather not unless I have to. (laughs) Exactly. That's fantastic. What maybe I could ask you 
to leave us off with what type uh what kind of practical advice can you give to businesses out there that are hiring people that maybe they're not doing and they can implement like immediately what piece of advice or what several pieces of advice or whatever you'd like to give away as a kind of a teaser of things that they can implement implement right away that they're probably not doing that's going to increase their uh, hiring success rate yeah i think the number one thing that they could do right now is give more clarity about what each job entails don't grab the job description that was created five years ago when this role was first um, initiated Take time to think, is this still applicable? And then give crisp, clear descriptors about what the job entails. Go down to the behavioral level. Is this an individual contributor who works alone that will do repetitive work for the most part? Will they be required to travel? Yes or no. Will they need to um, collaborate with other team members on a consistent basis? Just the gamut of what they're expected to do. Is there a lot of uncertainty in the role? This will be a changing role over time. Our company is growing and is going to look very differently in the next year than it does today because people have different thresholds for uncertainty and change. And one of the biggest mistakes that startup companies make is they hire people from stable companies these people may not have the same appetite for change and uncertainty, and then they'll get afraid and they'll leave. Vice versa, if you start with people who have a lot of appetite for change and love variety, as you grow and you become more stable, they'll get bored. So you have to keep an eye on who's in the room and how they're wired and be able to manage those dynamics as you scale and grow. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it goes <clears throat> kind of goes back to what you said in the very beginning, you're bringing the human element back into the business, right? Because it's about knowing your people and understanding them and understanding their strengths and their weaknesses and what they want. Right? That's right. Yeah, we're trying to infuse more humanity into the workplace. But the way you do that is to leverage technology to give you the information and the insights to make informed decisions. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm very intrigued to get a peek at your software and how this all works. I don't know, maybe we can set something up. Absolutely, we give demos all the time. And for people who are truly interested, we do offer a free trial. So try before you buy. This is so new in how this works. We definitely want people to experience it in their own environment, their own company, and see how it works before they dive in and, and try and implement this in their organization. That's fantastic. I, I have several people I'm thinking of already that I think could really use your help. So I'm going to make sure to connect you with them. And the best way to get a hold of you again is just, I believe, retainmyteam.com. There's a book a call button at the very top of the page. Very easy to get to. There's a little video here about a little intro video here to explain what you guys do and how you do it. And then, of course, LinkedIn, Rhonda Robinson, Retain My Team. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was really interesting and i can't wait to know more jay it's been a delight i think we could talk all day we could we got, we're gonna do this again then we're gonna have to do a follow-up in a couple of months here or something let's get it on the books let's do it Rhonda, thanks again have a great day thanks jay